Today's episode is sponsored by Audible.com. Audible is a seller and producer of spoken audio entertainment, information, and educational programming on the internet. Audible sells digital audiobooks, radio and TV programs, and audio versions of magazines and newspapers. To start using Audible today, please visit their website at www.audible.com. That's www.audible.com. Welcome to another episode of Taking You to the Top. In this podcast, Rami spends time speaking with founders and CEOs from across the globe and asks them specific questions to learn exactly how they launched their businesses. Before we get started with today's guest, please follow Rami's Instagram account and subscribe to his YouTube channel so you don't miss any upcoming episodes. If you'd like to watch previous episodes, simply click on Rami's IGTV section or visit the YouTube channel to watch those episodes. If you'd like to get more information and analytics about each guest, simply click on the website link in Rami's bio. Now, let me spend a moment to introduce today's guest before Rami gets started. Today's guest is the president of Cheryl Plouffe Media. Cheryl Plouffe Media is a training company and micro-agency helping entrepreneurs and small businesses transform their online presence and profitability with online video. They do this through signature online and in-person events. They're known for doing away with word-for-word scripts and overcomplicated video production in favor of simple yet strategic storytelling. Join Rami in welcoming her to the show. If you have any questions for our guest today, please leave them in the comments section below. That being said, we hope you enjoy today's episode. Without further ado, are you ready to take it to the top? Cheryl, thank you so much for joining me today. Uh, it's episode number eight of Taking You to the Top. I am really happy to be here. Thank you so much. My pleasure. Uh, so to, to get us started, if you don't mind introducing yourself and possibly take us back from the beginning. Um, what's your background, uh, where you're from, and how your journey started to where you've reached today? Sure thing. Well, I, I live here in Canada, and I was um, I was born in northern Ontario, which is in the wilds of Canada, <laughs> in the boreal okay. forest. Uh, okay. And so, you know, I am a French-Canadian, so I do speak French fluently, and I moved around a lot as a kid. But where I ended up landing was in broadcasting as a professional career. I ended right. up working my way through the ranks in cable television. And then I landed my first network TV job in the year 2000 to start off the millennium uh, in TV broadcasting. And then I spent 17 years at the Weather Network, which is in this country, really one of the premier brands uh, because we are obsessed with weather. We're an Arctic nation after all. (laughs) And so um, I spent 17 years doing weather presenting. I was also a news manager. I was one of the team um, trainers, one of the lead trainers for new journalists who came into our organization to get them ready to go out and do live um, broadcasting. I was also a college professor, which is interesting because I was a college dropout myself. Um, okay. I didn't go through college for TV. I actually worked up my worked my way through the ranks, but I ended up teaching on-camera television performance, ironically, at college uh, for actually two different stints of that. So. I've had a variety of different experiences, 
But what happened was, uh, Rami, is that I wanted to transition from TV, which was really starting to see a slow death because of digital. And I wanted to transition into digital, which uh, I did. And now I run a business, Cheryl Puff Media Inc., where I help entrepreneurs, coaches, consultants, people who are in the e-learning space predominantly to be positioned as authorities and resources in their niche so that they can increase their authority and income with video. And now I'm really um, doing video marketing and it's just an exciting field to be in because obviously now with the world that we live in, video is no longer a nice to have and businesses realize that. So actually, if we could discuss uh, a little bit about your company, could you tell us, I mean, you've given us a general idea of uh, what the company does and what you're trying to achieve, but if, um, if you could tell us more about the story of how it started. I mean, <laughs> I, I sure. know you transitioned from, um, from the Weather Channel to college, but what was the theory behind, I want to start a company today? Sure. Well, you know, I came from a company that was, it was a big company, uh, one of the 50 best managed companies in Canada, a hundred million in revenue annually, like a big, a big organization with 400 right. employees. And one year, our CEO brought us into an annual meeting and basically told all of us in attendance that their focus was gonna be digital. And so all of us who were in the TV uh, branch, kind of were looking at each other going, I don't hear them talking a lot about putting money into television. <laughs> so that was my first sign that I wanted to be on the side of that. That was the first thing. Then what I started to do was I started to uh, learn more about marketing, learn more about digital. I started attending seminars all over North America, spending my own money, spending my vacation days, being away from my family, so I could learn as much as I could about marketing. Uh, I also uh, hired coaches. I mean, I just kind of did it all. I immersed myself in that. Podcasts, YouTube videos, Googling everything I could, books, personal development. Like I went all in. And I did that for many, many years while I was still broadcasting. Okay. Eventually, I ended up launching an underground, quiet coaching program that okay. um, I did while I was still broadcasting. I say that because it's really kind of a little bit of a no-no. <laughs> so <laughs> I, had to take a, I had to take a calculated risk because I needed to have a proof of concept for my plan to transition from television to marketing. And once I made my first $1,800 sale, um, I was over the moon because I thought, okay, if I've done it once, it means I can do it again. And that was really what, drew me into wanting to like put all of my attention and energy into that, which led me eventually to leaving my, what many would consider a great job. It was, it was a great job. Lots of perks. I had a personal shopper and a, and a, um, a clothing allowance and free swag and all of the hair, you know, expensive haircuts and highlights and makeup and all these things that girls really love. Uh, but I wasn't happy at the end of the day, I wasn't happy. And I wanted to spend more time with my son. I wanted to be there to see him off to school and I couldn't do that. Uh, so I, that's really the story. I, I transitioned from TV into this because I started a, a coaching program that I was able to get some high ticket clients into, which was my proof of concept. And that's when I moved out uh, several years later. 
Well, actually, that brings me to a question that has always interested me and my listeners is how far do you go with the proof of concept before you can take that plunge? So, I mean, 1800, was that the cutoff or did you have to make a few of those sales before you knew you could continue forward? Well, for me personally, I made a few more sales before I embarked to do it full time. But it wasn't really about that, Rami, as much as it was about what was happening uh, for my family. Uh, you know, my husband was also a longtime award-winning journalist in his own right, longtime TV broadcaster in his own right. And there, so we had a lot of family things going on. It wasn't the right timing for me to pull the plug on my broadcasting career and go full tilt into video marketing until I did it finally in 2017. So it wasn't so much about income or having the number of clients. I pretty much knew after I got the first client, that was really all I needed. I, I knew that once I got that first client at $1,800, I thought to myself, if I can do it once, I can do it again. And uh, it's like people say all the time, like make your, you have to make your first dollar online. You always will remember the first dollar you made online uh, because now you know you can duplicate. Uh, the truth is though, over the course of those many years, um, as I was planning to transition, I was trying a lot of different things and I was really coming into my own in terms of my point of view, my belief system, my values, um, systems, uh, trying to be a leader in the industry, learning still, and which I am still a learner. I'm a lifelong learner. So I, I think it wasn't so much about the number of people as much as it was timing with my family because my family is always my priority. And then when the timing was right, it was, it was right. Perfect. And is the company bootstrapped or did you raise capital when you started? Oh yeah. Bootstrapped. <laughs> no, no <Perfect>. capital. <laughs> Fantastic. And uh, what's your current company team size? Uh, pardon, I, I just lost the internet there for a quick second. Uh, I was asking about the size of your team. Ah, great. Interestingly enough, I've only recently started a building team. So for the first two and a half to three years of my company, I was doing it all myself, believe it or not. Uh, sure. I was trying to find team members. I was looking and I was seeking team members who could support me, but the team members who I found would fall through or it just wasn't a good fit or it just, you know, it just didn't work out. And so I went through this phase of trying to find people that it wasn't working for, but only I would say in the last maybe six months, have I really uh, found people who get me, find, found people who understand my values and what I'm all about and who have that, the same kind of communication style that I jive with. And uh, so it's only been in the last six months, but I have an online business manager who supports me. I have an editor who supports me as well. Um, I have a bookkeeper, obviously, who, who supports me, but pretty much that's it. Um, we're still looking to expand and as we expand, we'll continue to add on new team members as needed. So at the moment it's four of you. Yes. Basically. All right. Yep. Perfect. And, um, this, this question was always my favorite and it's probably very useful to everyone else, but what would you say was the most effective marketing channel? to start the journey or to get your first client? I mean, was it through LinkedIn? Was it through, you know, like cold messaging or was it a long plan? Well, for me, it was Facebook. And the reason was because when I was a broadcaster, 
we were responsible for having Facebook pages and for drawing an audience and building an audience on behalf of the brand we were representing. So they, it was an expectation on us as social media came into the fold to have pages. And so I ended up building a page for my role there. When I transitioned from weather broadcasting to video marketing, I already had a page established, mind you, not really the same kind of audience, but still with the type of exposure that I'd had to millions of people over the course of my career, it stands to reason that a small proportion of those people who were interested in weather probably were business owners. And they are the people who stuck with me through that, through that transition. And many of them have been following me for years and some have become clients. Uh, so Facebook was the, the social platform of choice because of my TV uh, background. But what's interesting, Rami, is that now in 2020, as we're recording this, I have changed my focus, my, what I call my core platform, from Facebook to YouTube. Yes. And amazing results in the last, as of recording this, I've gained 8,000 plus new YouTube subscribers in the last 90 days and 680,000 video views in the last 90 days on YouTube. 680? Yes. Yes. Wow. So you're so, very close to the million mark. I'm getting there. <laughs> I'm going <laughs> to probably have my first video with a million views in the not long distant future. So. Uh, it was Facebook, but what I realized was that was more of a nurturing type of activity and campaigning there. I was talking to the same people. By transitioning and making my core platform YouTube, what I'm ha what's happening now is I'm being discovered by new people. So that's been the transition, Facebook to YouTube. I also use pretty much every platform. I'm on Twitter and LinkedIn and Pinterest. Like I'm on, I'm on everything, and my thing yeah. is that I build a system for myself where I take my core content and I distribute that to the other platforms. Sure. But for me right now, it is all about YouTube. Amazing. I mean, I'm still starting on YouTube, but I'm not sure how, how you go from zero to 10 to 680. Maybe it's a longer journey than I expected, but we'll see. Well, I'll, I'll say this, you know, I've been creating a, a weekly video for years. Right, a weekly core long form piece of content for years. And so, for those who are watching who think, you know, oh, well, you know, I just need a few videos. Like, my video, I need a video marketing strategy. I just need a video series and I'll be done and it'll be good. Uh, no, sure. it's really about commitment to your audience. You have to be standing for something. You've got to have a niche, you've got to have a leadership and be a resource in a specific area and create the content that supports that so that you can help people. I mean, it's really about service. And if you take in that, you know, the service mindset, and that's what I do every single week when I release my videos on Thursdays, I'm always looking at what could I do to help my audience and be a leader in the video marketing field. Um, but it, it isn't an overnight thing. And it's not something that you just create a video series and be like, okay, where are all the leads? Um, where are all the views? This is something that I've been working at for years. Amazing. Um, if you don't mind, uh, we can move on to the famous five. Sure. Great. So number one, uh, what's your favorite business book? Well, the one I'm rereading right now is The One Thing by Gary Keller and Jay Papasan. I love that book. Uh, I've, I'm reading it for the second time now. So I love that. Sure. Great. 
Uh, number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying? You were just cutting out there, but I think you were asking me for this, a CEO that I yeah. follow. Okay. Or study. Yeah. Um, well, listen, I'm a big Gary Vaynerchuk fan. <laughs> I love Gary Vayner, Gary V, uh, who is the CEO of VaynerMedia and multiple sure. other offshoots of that, uh, that uh, organization, which is growing in leaps and bounds. But I love Gary Vaynerchuk, and he's my favorite. Absolutely. Actually, I follow him quite a bit as well. Uh, number three, um, what's your favorite online tool for growing your company? I would say other than maybe YouTube. Sure. Uh, I love Kajabi. So okay. Kajabi is an all-in-one marketing platform. And I wish that I had joined Kajabi three years prior than I did. In fact, I did a whole video on this on my YouTube channel. Kajabi is a wonderful, whether, whether you choose Kajabi or any other all-in-one marketing platform, but I think for entrepreneurs who feel overwhelmed, who are wearing all the hats in their business, you have to find efficiencies. You want to be using fewer tools and working smarter, not harder. And so I think you need an all-in-one marketing platform. Mine just happens to be uh, Kajabi, and I love it. Great. And number four, if uh, you could tell your 20-year-old self something, what would it be? A piece of advice. <laughs> or what did it's you wish you knew? Well, I, I mean, right, hindsight's twenty twenty. I, I think I wish I knew that then that it was all going to be okay. You know, I think back when I was 20, I didn't know what I was doing. I was working, uh, I was the captain in a dining room in Banff, Alberta. You know, I, I, I didn't really know where my life would go. And television was still a dream for me at that point. So I wish I could go back and tell my 20-year-old self that keep on the path, keep, you know, working out the dream. Don't give up on the dream. It's all going to be okay. And you're going to get there. And number five, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? Oh, <laughs> if last night's any judge, <laughs> uh, actually, you know what, in a normal pattern, I, I usually get eight hours of sleep. Last night was a bit of an exception because I'm in a bit of a heavy season right now this week with work. Um, so, but I can survive on very few hours of sleep. I think last night I might have had five uh, or four. So, uh, generally though, about eight, I, I do get a good amount of sleep. I like to wake up without an alarm. So, yeah, I, I do get a lot of sleep, which is great. It is for sure. Um, Cheryl, again, I want to thank you so much for giving us some of your time today. I hope to possibly have this interview again in a year's time to see where where the media company is uh, headed. Thank and I you. Hope it's that all would be great. Sailing, for sure. Thank you so much, Rami. This was a lot of fun. I really love doing the, the rapid fire questions. I love your line Absolutely. of questioning. And I hope that this insight will help those who are looking to build businesses to know that you can do it. You can put yourself out there and it isn't something that happens. It doesn't fall from the sky, but at the same time, when you apply yourself, you can definitely accomplish great things. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Cheryl. Thank you. Have a good day. You too. Bye-bye. Today's episode is sponsored by audible.com. Audible is a seller and producer of spoken audio entertainment, information, and educational programming on the internet. Audible sells digital audiobooks, radio and TV programs, and audio versions of magazines and newspapers. To start using Audible today, 
please visit their website at www.audible.com. That's www.audible.com.